Welcome back to the CrossFit Bath podcast, everyone. And I should say a special welcome to John O'Connor, because we recorded the 100th episode last week with Ollie. It went out on Monday, and Ollie did raise the question, has anybody listened to all 100 episodes? And John, I think Monday morning, messaged, yeah, I've listened to every episode, love wow. it. So thank you, John. Impressive. You are officially number one fan of the podcast. Now that voice that people heard, it's it's a guest who has been requested so many times. People keep saying to me, when are you going to have Fen on the podcast? And I say, Fen's been on the podcast. She's been on the podcast twice. <laughs> um, so welcome back to the CrossFit Buff podcast, Fenella Fen, Fen Dog Gilson. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. I get all the names in just in case. I don't know what people know you as these days. So. Yeah, I've got a few, few names. As long as it's not Gibson, you're fine. Yeah. Um, so, Fen, you, you've been on the podcast. I went back to find out when. So, we, this is episode 101. You were on episode 8. Wow. And yeah. then you were on again episode 34. So, it's been a while. And not only has it been a while, but the last two times you were on, we spoke a lot about nutrition mm. um, and kind of what you had studied, what you were doing, your, you know, FenFit, what was going on with that. And then the second time we talked about the the 28-day kind of Kickstarter, which were great topics, timeless topics, some would say. Mm. So feel free to go back and listen to those. But what we never really spoke about was you. And that's what people want to know. They want to know about you, Fen. So normally we'd warm up. I'm feeling pretty warm anyway, and you're a pro because you've done too. But (laughs) what I would like to do is just revisit my two classic warm-up questions one to see if your answers have changed and one because I have modified one slightly. So I would usually ask peanut butter, crunchy or smooth. Might not be the same as last time, crunchy. Okay, but I have added or covered in chocolate. Or covered in chocolate? Yeah. Or covered in Or covered in chocolate. So crunchy, smooth or covered in chocolate. And I just well, wondered if that tips yeah, the scale a I'm little bit. Yeah, I'm a bit, bit of a... Anyone that knows me knows that I've got a bit of a weakness for chocolate, so I'd be lying if I didn't say that. There we go. So I just wanted to give you that opportunity. Yeah. So people know like, if they're going to get you a, a jar of crunchy or a bag of Reese's Pieces, they're like, mm. okay, now chocolate. I've understood which Winner one to go. Way, yeah. The other question I ask is, who would play you in the CrossFit Bath movie? Ah. Do you remember who you said? I don't remember who I said. Who would you say now? Well, I would say Cara Delevingne now. Okay. Yeah. I love Cara Delevingne. I've bit of a I've always had a bit of a crush on her but I think before when you asked me this question I was a bit stumped and I didn't know what to say but I thought about it since and I would say Cara Delevingne okay so last time you said that people say you look like Brie Larson oh yeah yeah so you pick Brie Larson I'm more than happy to change that Mm. and also I do a bit of casting myself these days so I have added in I I think I was going to settle on Kirsten Dunst okay yeah so that's another option so we've got a few (laughs) few options there brilliant Moving swiftly on, Fen, let's talk about you. So we, we, we know that you're, you know, we know about your kind of chefing background and we know all about your nutrition focus that you're doing now. We've spoken about mm. that. What we never really got onto was sort of how you found CrossFit in the first place. That's a good question. So I found CrossFit actually when I was in Australia. So I went to live and work in Australia in 2015. Um, very unhealthy, kind of pretty unhappy as well. I was in the midst of chefing, looking for a different career to pursue. And um, I was in a a shared house and a Canadian girl in our house was going to the gym sometimes twice a day. Madness. Yeah. And I was, bear in mind, I didn't do any exercise. I was like, 
who goes to the gym twice a day? What's she doing? She really enjoyed it. So one day I thought, I'll join her. I'll, I'll go with her. And I literally did one class and I was hooked. I was completely obsessed, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that's how I found CrossFit. So how... Because, hmm, I mean, you're saying you did nothing before that. Mm. So, so my, my tactful question, let's imagine I put some tact there and then I'll just ask you the question. It's kind of, what was your fitness level like going in for that first class? I had... Well, okay, let's put it in perspective. So another girl in our house, French girl, um, we used to, uh, because we wanted to be like fit and healthy, we were like, oh, let's run to the local park. And the local parks had like those, you know, those like exercise things in them. Yeah. Now, our little run or rather jog to the park was probably about 200 yards right okay <laughs> and we would maybe spend like five ten minutes doing our little exercises and then run back to the house like I had no kind of perception of like hard work I guess in the gym so no level of fitness and actually I've had a few conversations with people recently at one of the um CrossFit socials that we had and because they know me now they think that I've always been fit they think that I've always done sports and exercise and actually it's come as quite a surprise to them that I started from nothing like I never did I started CrossFit like four and a half years ago I didn't do a thing before that um so yeah so how long were you in Australia doing CrossFit uh literally three months because we moved went traveling like carried on traveling so when I came back to England um I moved to Bath and then when I moved to Bath I started CrossFit Bath and that is my first experience of a CrossFit gym the gym that I was at in Australia it wasn't affiliated ah okay yeah they didn't call Ooh. themselves CrossFit they sneakily got you into CrossFit yeah under the under the table That's unofficially it. brilliant and then um you started at uh, Wansdyke when you came mm. back here right I remember uh, I remember training with you yeah at Wansdyke I think I remember having to drive home and like you'd be walking up the hill to, to the bus stop or something yeah you know? yeah I should have offered you a lift I'm so sorry <laughs> We've all been there. But you lived in completely the opposite direction to where I was going, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, okay. So I kind of want to speed ahead a little bit, and not just because you've got a staff meeting coming up, but because <laughs> we could do, like dig into this for a while. But you you started from, from nothing, okay? Mm. You you got into it and you... How, uh, how was that like first year or so of training when you were in Bath? Were you just doing classes? Were you already kind of doing... Uh, extra stuff to no, try so and accelerate your progress first year I was literally I dove straight into the classes I was what you call a keen bean like I was so excited I loved it I had my friends I'd met on the intro course we'd come at the same times um I very much got into a routine of it and got caught up in that you know seeing that progress and being like yeah I want to get better I was completely obsessed and told all my friends it was the best thing ever and they should do it as well and obviously they didn't um but no, that first year, like for the first probably three years, I did um, just classes. And yeah, it was a bit of a journey for me, like kind of um, finding out that I enjoyed exercise and that it made me feel better um, as a person. Kind of, I think I have grown definitely as a person through CrossFit and, you know, the members and, and the coaches and things like that. And I think um, I put a lot of energy into it, but then life kind of gets in the way and stuff. And so I've actually got two journals of when I started CrossFit of right. the wads the weights I would 
tick off which days that I'd come to the classes and stuff. And you can see like quite a lot of I'd come like two times a week or I'd come three times a week or I'd come four times. I was never coming more than four times a week. I was quite busy in my social life and stuff. I was single then. I was I'm quite a social person. So I was sort of doing my CrossFit, but then enjoying life. Um, so it's only probably the last sort of year and a half that I've started to take it a little bit more seriously. Um and even think about doing any extras I would just do the and I I love the classes I'm a real advocate of the classes like I think they suit a lot of different people with a lot of different goals um so yeah yeah because then I, I so we can kind of take your journey then like it sort of splits there's two directions we could could go down because obviously you know sh- chefing and kind of the, the kind of traditional things that are associated with that line of work that's you know very late nights mm. um not great eating habits themselves mm. because they're always kind of, you know, cooking until late, maybe picking what they can here and there. Um, also, like heavy drinking is very strongly associated with with the chef business as well. So it's kind yeah. of like uh, not the polar opposite to CrossFit. But when you think of like, it's like Emma was coaching last night and she's like, eight o'clock is late for me. I'm yeah. normally in bed by this time. Yeah. And you're thinking like, I mean, imagine a chef telling you he's in bed by eight o'clock. It's like yeah, crazy. So you're, you've shifted sort of, careers mm. on one side because you've gone all in on you know coaching and you know and both uh, classes in the box but then also kind of PT and nutritional co- coaching and you went as I said go back and listen to episode eight we talked about this so you took that journey and then I guess what probably most people want to hear about with you at the moment is the competitive journey that you've also taken mm. so you've gone from you know a 200 yard run okay. to the park to sneaking into an unofficial CrossFit place to coming to Bath, doing the classes sort of two times a week, maybe. But people that know you now, and there's a lot of members that have kind of come in over the last year. Mm. um, And I think we were saying this off pod that you're sort of saying that people kind of have an image of you as a CrossFitter, how you are now. Mm. We said this on the pod, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) We said it like five minutes ago. My (laughs) brain is not here today. I'm just wondering then at what, like one, at what point did that kind of, that you know switch get flicked where you're like hmm I really want to throw down I really want to see mm. how hard I can push this and also kind of what was the, the the reason for that why did you you decide to do that yeah so I think I think I'd always had like the desire to compete um like I competed in my first throwdown which was an in-house one it was at Trowbridge I think it was within the first six months of starting CrossFit and we came second or something it was a pairs one um with Amy McCauley who's also still a member we did our intro together actually. yeah what I like so... here is I had no fitness no zero I've started for people thought I was always fit, but I've got zero <laughs> fitness so the first six months yeah I came second in a, yeah. in a local throwdown but let's not talk about that it was, yeah, I think it was a bit fluky, to be honest, but, you know, we might have had some dodgy judges, who knows. <laughs> but um, I think I was all, I think I've always been competitive, and that's something that I've, you know, you learn stuff about yourself all the time, but I think that's something I've learned of myself more in the last kind of six months than anything. Like, yeah, I am actually a competitive person, I've really, never really thought that, but um, I'd always had that desire to be better and to, to do more, but I never knew, I never thought I could do it, so I didn't. I always tried hard in classes. I always gave it all my effort. But I just thought, ah, well, they can do that. But that would never be me. I would never be good enough. Um, And then I think, um, I don't know what kind of sparked the change. But um, I think 
I just thought, do you know what? I may as well just give it a go. So I think also having people in the gym and things like that, like would come up to me members and be like, oh, Fen, you're doing so well. And, it, you know, encouraging and things. And I thought, oh, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll use that. And I think that was the change for me. And then I had some, a conversation with some friends and they said, look, if you're if you're wanting to compete, then, you know, you should probably get some programming and work on those weaknesses and stuff. And then I was like, do you know what? If I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all in. And so that was that was actually this time last year. I, I got my one-to-one coach last December. So that's kind of where it all kicked off in the old, like, or what you would call actually competing and taking things and myself seriously. And how how's that affected you, then, that, that shift? Um, so I guess... You know, you've gone from looking at other people thinking, oh, you know, it's amazing what they do. I could never do that Mm. to now kind of proving that, well, actually, I can do that. Um, How has that affected you, I guess, both inside and outside of the, the gym and your training? I think it comes down to like you always have to stay humble and stay true to yourself. And I think anyone that knows me knows that I'm, I'm not that big-headed person strutting around saying look at me I can do this I can do that um I'm constantly surprising myself because I even almost think the opposite and I'm like oh I can't do that and then I'll surprise myself in my training and be like oh fuck I actually I smashed that like I was really surprised that I got that many reps or I got that movement again or whatever um but I think you and no one will say this even the top athletes you will never be like um it's that self-belief. You you need to believe in yourself and you need to challenge those thoughts that come up and be like, oh, can I really do this? And yes, everyone has like hard days where they feel like, oh, why am I doing this? Or I don't think I can do this. And it's it's just coming back to yourself and your beliefs and, and working on that, your mindset, I think. Like that's been the biggest thing for me is is having having that self-development work that I can fall back on and be like, okay, even in those days, I know that I can. Li- you can literally do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter what you want to do in life. If you want to do it enough, you can do it. And that's, you are your only limiter. And it's funny, I had a conversation with Hannah Davy. I know she was on the podcast not long ago, but I had a conversation with her and she was like, Fen, like, what happened to you? You used to be normal and now you're a fucking beast. We may have been a bit pissed. Um, and I said, Hannah, you are your only limiter. <laughs> And she was like, Fen, that was just crazy. And now I think about that in classes. But it's so true. Like, I wasn't trying to be silly about it. I was pissed, you know, trying to be wise. But it is true. It is very true. And I think kind of says it all, really. Okay. So I see new FenFit merch coming coming this summer. So yeah. You are your only limited t-shirts. <laughs> Put your pre-orders Actually, in now. That's a great idea because I have surprisingly had some requests to make some more t-shirts. And um, maybe that maybe that'll work. We we'll go. have to put that out We'll there. come up with a design. Uh, is it, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I think you're right in the sense that, you know, and I, you know, and, you know, you're you're right that I wouldn't I wouldn't class you as somebody who's very big headed or egotistical walking around the gym like that. But I do think it's that. I, I guess there's a lot of us, um, you know, normal members to quote Hannah, <laughs> that, that would maybe maybe that there are certain movements that we just really like to get. You know, we're like one day I'd like to be able to do this. Um, you know, for some people it's a it's a pull up, right? I'd like mm-hmm. you know, I'd really like to get a pull up. And maybe in their mind, a pull-up is achievable, but a muscle-up is, you know, an, on another planet that I'll just, I'll never get that kind of thing. Whereas you look at, you know, and here's like another extreme, you look at like games athletes mm. that, you know, Castro will have thrown out a piece of equipment they'd never seen before. Like the first time the pegboard was introduced mm. and no one could like climb a pegboard. But there was, no, you know, you even though they failed at the games, 
you know that they would go away and be like, well, now I'm going to learn to do this. Yeah. There's no doubt in their mind that eventually they'll be able exactly, to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's sort of like that, you know, for, for you that maybe there's that that mindset of, well, I know if I work hard, I can do this. So, mm. you know, that movement that I can't do at the moment, oh, I know if I work hard, mm. I will be able to do it. That's and, it. and that's probably maybe the difference that, between perhaps you and maybe some of us or or even, you know, generally those that are, are competing or are taking it a bit more seriously like yeah. the way you're doing with your kind of one-on-one coaching as well and and, and being uh, being prepared and trained for that do you need to see who that is no just silence <laughs> fen has left the podcast everyone she's got bored she said enough is enough <laughs> yeah uh, i think i think a lot goes to be said though like something people don't talk about a lot and i know that a lot of members that are doing maybe pt and things like that and they do want their pull-ups and they do want whatever other skill is you need to look at people that are athletes and not just games athletes like ordinary people competing you need to have the time and the energy and like you a lot of people don't realize that they're like oh but you're doing so well and you can compete and you've got this skill and you've got that skill and it's like yeah but there's so much that you don't see there's all that time that you know I coach at the gym and then I finish you know whatever I've got couple of hours to train and then I'll train again in the afternoon or whatever it's all that time and it's having the capacity to be able to do that if you are someone that is working a full-time job don't get me wrong there are athletes that have full-time jobs but it's it is so much harder to do and I think people don't give themselves enough credit for that they'll come in and they'll do a class and maybe open gym and they're still smashing new skills like that's that's incredible in itself and I think the the um unfortunate thing is people always want more they're not like oh I've just got this and I've managed to um use more weight in my in in the classes and things like that like they don't give themselves enough credit and I think we're always looking at other people and oh look what they can do and they can do that and they've just done this yeah but what about you do you celebrate your wins yeah and and I think it's a little bit like you know I mean we've mentioned like a games athlete will go back and learn to do that skill that is their their primary focus in life, right? Yeah. So that's what they've exactly. got to do. And, and and then there's sort of view that it's maybe not the games is your primary focus in life, but we could say now fitness and the fitness realm is one one of your your primary focuses because it's mm. your your work, your hobby, your kind of your passion, mm. what you're doing. And then you know we all like it. We all come to we wouldn't be here if we didn't like it. But if you've also got you know you're running a business and you've got kids and you've got you know other yeah. other obligations in life what you're doing the fact that you're coming anyway mm. is great yeah. right like you should commend yourself for that because the majority of people aren't doing anything yeah exactly and the fact that then somebody who is coming two or three times a week a uh, week two or three times a day you know training they've got their nutrition dialed in 100 mm. percent. they've you know put aside any other kind of distractions and they're just focusing on this for now it, it's insanity to compare yourself yeah, to that it's person isn't and it? like, oh but how come they're smashing workouts everywhere oh, because that's yeah. that's their goal but you're you know you're smashing other areas mm. in life great and you're doing this brilliant yeah. um but i think that's where i i think that's one of the really nice things about again being a, a crossfit box like like bath and having you know coaches and athletes that are relatable and you can have these conversations with because uh, i think someone who's just sitting at home looking from the outside in mm. they don't get that they don't get to have these conversations and, and maybe then they can have a, like a distorted view of what they should be expecting from themselves 
and then you kind of depress you you go away from your workout dejected and like no i didn't do very well instead of like oh good i got in today and actually did a workout i think that for me as a coach as well like i try to do that with our members like people will come in and and i've got a few friends that are really good at doing this they'll go oh i didn't do that well it's like no 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 hang on a minute and you you have to help them check themselves and be like you weren't doing that a month ago or you you know you came in with a great attitude today like it's all the little things that we just we just look past and it's unfortunate because we are wired negatively so our brain is automatically like how often do you do something and go oh like say for example you've got a really important meeting and you're really nervous about it and then afterwards you go oh I stumbled on my words so many times there you instantly come up with all these things that you didn't do great what about reframing what about going okay what went well and this is something I use with my nutrition clients like it's an amazing thing to be able to do is okay what went well well actually I planned it really well I made sure that um, I said all the points that I wanted to do okay that's two positive things already what can I improve next time and automatically you're starting with a positive and kind of changing that okay do that with your sessions do that with your CrossFit session any member can go right I've seen the ward what do I want to get out of the class today okay I want to make sure that I'm present I don't want to be thinking about my kids, what I've got to make for dinner later, what I've got on for work tomorrow. I want to be thinking about this workout, what I'm doing for me, etc. And then go from there. And it's those small wins that actually, they make such a big difference in not just what you get out of your sessions, but also your progress. Yeah, good point. So basically reframing the way you're, you're looking at things. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's like, you know, I sometimes we come in and we'll look at a I say sometimes we, I, <laughs> I'm speaking on behalf of every member here, but it's like, you're, you know, you maybe you'll look on one board, you'll see the workout and you'll have an idea in mind and it won't work out that way. You'll go in and you'll be like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this weight. And then when the coach is explaining maybe the stimulus or how it should be, or the fact that it should be unbroken, you're like, suddenly you're already kind of like, oh, now I'm not doing the weight I thought I was going to do. I've gone lighter or, or mm. perhaps you put the weight on the bar, you try it and you're like, mm, nah, not, not seven of that. Um, so it's very easy to feel like a fate, but you know, that was a hypothetical workout mm. you were looking at at home. You've come in, you've tried it now. And I guess it could be a case of saying, yeah, you went lighter, but did you put the bar down? Oh no, I went unbroken every yeah. round. Well, there you go. Exactly. That's and there's, great. <laughs> there's so many variables based on the day. Like that's something that is, it's really hard to listen to your body, but also like if you're tired, if you're stressed, like you said, you've got a child that's unwell, like you've probably not slept that great. You're not feeling hundred percent. There's no way that you're going to do, you know, like the top standard of something for you for that day. Like you've got to take all those other things into consideration, other stresses on your body, you know, it all adds up. Yeah. Well, it's funny you should say that because I, I had it. I was like, oh, I'm not going to go the recommended weight for the kettlebell. I'm just going to go a bit lighter. Mm. And I picked it up off the shelf and I put it straight back down. Mm. And I was like, nah, I'm not even doing that. And mm. I went lighter again. And I, was, I think I was speaking to Andrew and Kate. I was like, oh, man, I, I feel weak today. That kettlebell is too heavy. I'm like, yeah, it's the, the squats, not the swings. I was like, I'm joking. I couldn't pick it up off the shelf. <laughs> I was, and I went lighter. And I, but then again, you know, I'm, I did the workout the way it was supposed to be mm. with that weight. And, exactly. and, and I, I do think that's where experience comes into play. You know, having been here for like yeah. four or five years, yeah. you, can, you know that if I go lighter this workout because, as you said, all these external factors, it doesn't make me bad at CrossFit. It just yeah. makes me kind of wise to life and that's realizing it. maybe it's not the right time to push speaking of pushing competitions things you're doing so uh you this 
I guess this season, if we call it the season. season. Uh, you've been at a couple of comps already, right? Yeah, I've so done a few this year, actually. You had, um, obviously, I think most will have seen you in Cardiff, because obviously a lot from Bath were there. Correct. But that wasn't the only comp you did. So you were at the European Championships this year. How was that experience? Well, that was a, it was a big one. It was a, it was a good experience overall. It was something that I'd been working with my coach for, for this year. Um, and we kind of spoke before and he said, right, what do you want to get out of this competition? And I just wanted to see what I could do. See, you know, all the things that we've put into practice, all the new skills that I've learned this year, like my gymnastics has come a long way. See what we could do. See if I could, you know, and I completely surprised myself over the weekend. And it was really great for me to get some competition experience because I've not really competed on my own before. Um, and all those little things, the tiny little things that you have no control over. For me, in my own training, I control everything. So going on that competition floor and having so many things go wrong or out of your control and you just have to go, yep, okay, that didn't work, that's fine. And you you learn from there. Like, um, for example, on the first day, and I think a lot of people know this because I put this on my Instagram, but the first day was typical freaking CrossFit competition, was a run, paddleboard run. And yep, I was so nervous about the run, I thought, because I'm not, I'm not great at running, that's my weakness. And in my mind, I tell myself that's my weakness, so it's always going to be right. Um, the paddleboard was the thing. The paddleboards, and I'm going to blame this on the paddleboard, not me, obviously. <laughs> not. They had no fins, and it was a very windy day, and we were paddling around this green algae-filled pond. And basically, me and these two other girls just got completely swept by the wind. Our paddleboards were turning backwards. Like, it literally didn't matter what we did. We weren't going in a straight line. And I just remember stopping partway around the lake. I saw um, my like a couple of members of my family who'd come to watch. And I just screamed and was like, this is ridiculous. I was just laughing. Um, but yeah, like things like that, I think, just made me a better person and be like, okay, right, how am I going to cope with this better next time? Um, another thing, for example, like we had a handstand push-up workout and it was a chipper workout. So it's 40 reps of lots and lots of movements. And at the end, we had 40 handstand push-ups. Now, I mean, it it kind of goes without saying I'm not great at handstand push-ups. So that was a weakness of mine anyway at the end of a workout. So I had practiced it in training the week before Um Smashed it. Did my 40 handstand push-ups. I was like, yeah, do you know what? That's okay. I'm happy with that. In the competition, people screaming at you to carry on going. All the other girls going faster. I didn't listen to how fatigued I was and I kept failing reps. Whereas in my training, I was completely focused on what I was doing, how fatigued I was. I didn't have people in the audience screaming at me going, get another one, you can do another one. And me going, oh yeah, maybe I can, you know. So it was a really good experience, really nice to meet some other girls on the competition floor because like I say, I haven't competed masters before. Um, but yeah, it was big. It was a it was a big competition, definitely some insane girls out there, but it just made me think like, right, let's carry on working, let's get better. Yeah, I think I think it's one of those things where, I mean, I, I, again, if you go to like the extreme, like the person that comes last at the games, mm. you went to the games. Like it's, it's it's and and even this competition, it's sort of like well, think of all the people that didn't qualify. So it's yeah, it, you know, no matter like what you do, that's it. Just being there already so, shows that you're of a standard. Yeah. So that was my actually my goal for the European Champs this year was to qualify. And I came 14th, so I was happy with that. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think you're right. Like, 
because it's interesting you're saying you haven't competed much on your own because that, that again you know when you've got people screaming like do one more rep but you've got your partner there saying mm-hmm. take a break let's swap tag like whatever it depending on the format of the the event like that can help center you almost but I you're see. right when it's just that you're you, you and, and you're in your head and you're thinking maybe i can do one more yeah. And we, we all know when you've done that one extra rep, like it, it seems so stupid because you're like, it's one rep, but that one rep just killed the next five. It's yeah, like, that's it, it, that's it doesn't it. make sense, but it's what happens, right? Um, and then obviously, you know, Sid went well for you. Got, you were in the final, final heat on the, on the final yeah, event. Yeah, so Rebecca I'm like, that's cool. That was good fun. Yeah, that was, uh, that, final, <laughs> that final event was madness. Just watching like everybody run to that corner <laughs> we just got completely trampled yeah no team comps are fun we um we did a team comp and a few teams from bath went down actually to one and all games in cornwall which is a great yeah. comp i think we're all going to do that next year definitely one that's more inclusive for for anybody so i'm trying to encourage lots of people to go to that one this year it's a good good excuse to get down to the beach as well yeah so are you part of the sid team um this is coming out on monday so we'll say this coming weekend i am I am indeed. Excited yeah. about that? Really excited. Yeah, this will be the first time I've competed at Sid Origins. So, yeah, really excited to give it a go with the team. Um, yeah, we've been training well together, lots of lessons learned. Um, and for me, it's a real bonus, like, competing or training with the team even. Like, because I train on my own pretty much 98% of the time, it's so much fun training with friends. So, yeah, be good. So, a lot of the workouts have been released. Mm. Anything that that piques your interest that you're like yeah that's my one silly question is it Two. gonna be like the max uh the max clean and the max clean max hand clean and the snatch ladder yeah yeah okay i'll make sure to be kind of pointing the camera at you then during <laughs> during that i'll be there yeah we're excited for those but actually i think a few of them will be it'll just be a really good test of fitness for us all and like teamwork as well like we've found that us girls kind of need to work on our communication a little bit more i think especially because some of the guys have done like growing up doing team sports football and rugby and things whereas like for me for example didn't really do much running I mean, to the park we know that was your exactly. background so i need to actually learn to talk whilst i'm whilst i'm exercising oh which is awful there's <laughs> yeah, nothing worse than exactly. trying to talk when you're exercising um yeah and no paddleboard no paddleboard uh, so, so you'll um, be fine yeah and, and hopefully no wind. Go our way yeah uh, that's great so is there anything so obviously that's i was gonna sort of say like things we're looking forward to that's you know as i said of this coming out Imminent, that yeah. is literally going to be in a couple of days is there anything like further ahead any goals you've got anything you want to manifest now and let us know what we should be what we should be watching out for yeah watching out for do you know what I think for me my I spoke to my coach about comps next year and was like what should I do what do you think I should do he was like you choose whatever you want to do we're going to do the open again I'm not expecting to um to go very far with the open it's more of just like a benchmark so every year just seeing how much better I can get um and hopefully have a few competitions later on in the year both individual and team probably do European champs again because that was really good fun really good one but um there is maybe a possibility of CrossFit Bath getting an open team together so keep your eyes peeled for that one um exclusive exclusive but we'll just see just I think try not to do too many competitions because I've got so many like I guess holes in my armor to kind of work on so if you're competing too much you can't really improve those so for me it's more about like building that base okay getting good numbers on my gymnastics and things like that and then being able to to compete a bit more 
Is that a decision you made or do you feel like that is that your coach's influence? Oh yeah, hundred percent is my coach's influence. He he is I've learned a lot from having a coach in the last year and I don't think it's anything that I couldn't have learned from Ollie or anybody but like that. But he is he knows what he's talking about, he's got a lot of experience in it. But at the end of the day, he's my coach, but if I said no, I want to do loads of comps next year, he'd go okay, fine. Like, it's not like he tells yeah. me what to do, but he is the one that goes, I then I think this would be best for you in your development with your like mm. long-term goals or whatever. Well, that, I, I just, the reason I ask is because I, I definitely feel like that's, and I know, I know I've spoken about this on, on my other podcast when we were talking about competitions, but particularly this year, mm. because there was, you know, such a lot, a dry spell and then suddenly all the comps were kind of truncated into being you know, one weekend after the next, yeah. you'd see a lot of the same people at a lot of these comps and great, good. Like it's good. But if you are constantly training and competing for, for com- like training to, you know, training for a competition and then competing and then repeat, you know, yeah. every other weekend, it's just, you know, th- those holes aren't going to close, are no. they? Because you're just constantly kind of beating also, yourself down. It's not, it's not good for you. It's not good for your your stress levels and all your kind of if you're thinking about it you're maxing out you're literally going to max capacity every single weekend like there's some girls that I saw at Europeans and then started following them on Instagram they have been doing back-to-back competitions every weekend and I just think oh I can't think of anything worse like how are they not injured how are they how are they going to work on a Monday morning like yeah I think it is that sort of just being careful of it and I know Justin from the gym he's a a relatively new member he did quite a few comps in the summer and we kind of had some conversations and he was like yeah actually I'm not I'm cancelling the next couple of comps I'm doing because he is the same he's got a lot of skills that he and he won't mind me saying this he's got a lot of skills that he needs to, to, (laughs) to make better as well and he actually took that decision of comps that he had booked in pulling out of them and being like no I need to get better before or I can compete again and actually he's going to be competing at Chester which would be exciting at Chester at Sid with Chester which is exciting oh, so go. yeah so you see I, I yeah it's just something I've you know I, again I don't compete so it's very easy for me to sit up over on the sidelines and be like oh you don't do any competitions but it is almost a concern I have sometimes because as you said like the risk of injury and the, the kind of the stress levels and all of that and it's like you, you might be fine for a, a year but then you try and do it the next year and just you know, I'm just scared that people are going to break. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. care about them. Yeah. I want them to do well. So I, I was just intrigued that you're sort of like being selective and, and you've just got maybe a few that you're like, yeah, yeah I'll focus on this one and that one. Um, but that's good. So yeah. It sounds like you've got a, a plan. Well, I hope everyone is happy that we got you on um, yeah. because uh, you would not believe how many people are messaging me like, when's Fen coming I'm, I'm I want to know who these people are. I'm surprised. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> we'll, we'll turn off the mics and then I'll throw them all <laughs> under the bus. Um, I have quite an extensive list now of, of people that have been asked to be on the podcast which is oh, nice. Good. That is nice so um yeah it was meant to be a double bill this today but i've, I've pushed that second recording back next week because oh, okay. um of the stresses of life that yeah, come up in people's lives rest. You need some rest. well it was actually for them they needed pushback but i was more than happy to oblige mm. <laughs> brilliant well thank you so much for coming on fen it's been a pleasure to actually hear about you for a change yeah thank you for having me um, and letting me talk about myself which i love doing so much <laughs> i know you do you said that on episode eight <laughs> did i great well there you go <laughs> brilliant well thank you everyone for listening and uh look forward to seeing you all next week with another we've got another member coming on so we'll be hearing another kind of local legend story so look out for that <laughs>